This is Talking Urology. This Talking Urology Ands Up Conference highlight features David Gray talking with exercise physiologist Prue Cormie from the Australian Catholic University, discussing the benefit of exercise in men with prostate cancer. Uh, so it's Dave Gray here uh, chatting with Prue Cormie. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Prue. So you've uh, just given your presentation here at, uh, at Hands Up, and um, there were some positively alarming stats that you had on uh, about exercise and prostate cancer, and uh, a couple of studies showing 26 to 39 percent of uh, decreasing prostate cancer-specific mortality, uh, and also interesting um, science behind doubling time. Are you happy to mention something about that? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much, David. It's great to have a chance to to be on Talking Urology. So yeah, it's, uh, there's some epidemiological evidence out there now and it's a growing body of evidence that suggests that men who are more physically active or engage in more regular exercise have a lower relative risk of dying from prostate cancer. And while this is just epidemiological research at this stage, they're really high quality studies, they're controlling from a you know, multivariate analysis um, controlling for a lot of different confounders and these results are coming out quite consistently. So we know that the quality of the exercise mediates the magnitude of response. So there's almost a dose-response relationship seen in these epidemiological studies in that the people who are doing higher quality exercise have a more pronounced protective effect. Right, and so exercise and uh, the side effects of men on androgen deprivation therapy, so we know it increases their fitness, increases their strength and their functional capacity. What are specifically some of the other side effects that exercise helps with? Yeah, there's, I suppose there's a range of, of side effects. Firstly, let me touch on what you mentioned before about the doubling time. There's been some really exciting research and it's only small randomised control trial data at the moment coming out of Europe that suggests that men who exercise regularly actually increase their PSA doubling time. So this is suggestive that exercise may play some role in actually slowing the progression of prostate cancer. At this stage we don't know what the mechanisms are driving this, what underpins it, but I think this is some really exciting avenues to, to explore. Uh, and, it, and it really pushes the research beyond just having a, a, an effect, an impact on managing the side effects of prostate cancer. And it may actually allow exercise to play a role and help manage the disease progression. Right. So in terms of your question about managing the side effects, there's, there's really a lot of factors where exercise can play an important role in helping to minimise the severity of side effects experienced by men with prostate cancer. So we know that men who uh, participate in high quality exercise have um, reductions in the type of functional impairments that they experience. So they're fitter, they're stronger, they have higher functional capacity. And while that's not really, I suppose, a surprise, it's important because the sense that these guys can exercise at a dosage that allows for a physiological adaptation and an adaptation that then transfers over into functional outcomes. So important for guys to be able to play with their grandkids, continue to cycle to work and, and so on. So two uh, side effects specifically, uh, sexual function or the sexual health of a patient and also their psychological health. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, two of the most prevalent and distressing side effects for men with prostate cancer. 
Now, if we first look at the sexual well-being, we've seen data arising out of our group that's randomised controlled trial involving relatively small cohorts, but uh, data that suggests that men who engage in regular exercise can actually maintain or preserve their sexual activity despite being on androgen deprivation therapy uh, and can also attenuate the loss of erectile functioning associated with initiating androgen deprivation therapy. Now, we don't think that exercise can really change the neural damage brought about through radical prostatectomies, but what we're seeing with these data is that exercise helps to maintain libido, maintain desire, and help guys maintain their level of activity and and, um, engage in more kind of... um, attempts at sexual activity. And you can probably see that it'll be a uh, positive correlation with psychological health. Completely, you know, so uh, we just, we've done some qualitative research to suggest, and what the guys tell us is that exercise acts to really reinforce their sense of masculinity and one of the big elements is the ability to handle the psychological distress and enhance their mood. Uh, and that's coupled with the ability to manage their fatigue, feel more energy and be more vitalised and, and also to counteract some of the changes in body composition so they have uh, a better appraisal of their body image. Fantastic. Think specifically when you look at, at, at mental health outcomes, I mean men with prostate cancer have double the rate of depression, they have two to th- four times the risk of suicide and a significant proportion report ongoing distress and worry and feeling low. So we've seen that through clinical trial data that exercise can actually prevent the psychological distress associated with initiating ADT. In addition to that, that we can improve men's appraisal of their mental well-being and their social functioning Look, when we're looking at this on over quality of life domains. So it's not just that exercise may have an antidepressant effect with sound physiological reasons why exercise can help counteract psychological distress, but it may also be about the way that we deliver exercise. Um, it helps us kind of um, tap into peer support in a group-based environment, have a facilitator there that can really provide uh, support in a different way. Uh, and I think that certainly from what we see from the guys involved with our trials, they really benefit from, from that kind of environment. Brewing, and you mentioned that the quality of the exercise magnitudes the response. So if they're going to exercise, they might as well do it properly. So what are the current recommendations? Yeah, it's really important. So so any exercise is better than no exercise. That's absolutely the case. But what we're seeing now throughout an extensive body of literature is that the, the better the exercise is, the higher the quality of that exercise, the more effect you have. And it's really, if you think about that as a dose-response relationship, and typically speaking, it's the intensity of exercise that, that modulates that impact of the, the, the benefits that people receive. So... In order to do this, the, the evidence-based guidelines suggest that people achieve or work towards 150 minutes of moderate-intensity aerobic exercise each week. It's a bit of a mouthful, but what that relates back down to is a 30-minute brisk walk or swim or bike ride on five days a week. That's at a moderate intensity. When we talk about the evidence-based guidelines, it's also then incorporating resistance exercise. So this is lifting weights, critically important for men with prostate cancer and a key element of what we're seeing in terms of the benefits arising out of the literature. So to gain a therapeutic effect from exercise, the evidence-based guidelines suggest two to three resistance exercise sessions each week, again at a moderate intensity. So it can't just be that guys are going out and having a chat with you know, their wife as they're strolling along, um, needs to be that they're, they're working up a sweat, that their heart rate is increased, that they're puffing, and that they perceive the exercise as being at least somewhat hard to heart. 
and that's really critical in terms of prompting a physiological adaptation. So there's the science behind this uh, supporting, you know, this strong body of evidence that men should really be exercising and you put up a, an interesting stat about 80% of the um, patients said that uh, those that were referred by a clinician actually um, influenced their decision to exercise. So how, how do we find an, an accredited exercise physiologist? Absolutely. So there, there are over 4,000 accredited exercise physiologists practicing throughout Australia and uh, you can find them by searching the online directory of the accrediting body, which is Exercise and Sports Science Australia. And, and that web address is www.essa.org.au forward slash find AP. Um, what that does is you can pop in your postcode and it comes up with a range of different uh, accredited exercise physiologists. Um, the, the key element about that somebody actually engaging with an exercise physiologist is the ability of the specialist or the nurse or any member of the multidisciplinary cancer team to recommend exercise and to provide a referral to, to accredited exercise physiologist. Now what that does is it allows patients to really view exercise as a part of their management strategy, as a part of their treatment plan, and it helps convince them to take it as prescribed. So I think from a patient's perspective, we see people turn up at our clinic that have never exercised before in their life, never seen the inside out of a gym, they do not want to be there. They're there purely because their specialist or their nurse has said, this is part of your treatment. And exactly. And and then it's the exercise physiologist's job to, to get them engaged and to keep them engaged and we've had men who those same men that never exercised before that keep coming back three times a week many years after they've finished uh, their initial research trial or initial prescription so uh, the power of that recommendation that referral uh, or that exercise prescription uh, cannot be understated fantastic so thanks very much for taking the time Prue, to have a chat to us and thanks for talking urology uh, pleasure thanks talking urology at ands up Proudly supported by Ibsen.